0: This is the audio podcast, it's uh, show 156, Solo Sun PFL, it's the 21st of July, 2015,
1: yay! Hey, that's Scott here, I'm Samuel Freeman, two of us are here after... Well, it's summer. I don't know when the last one we did was. Um, Possibly last week, maybe the week before. At some point. Any case. And into the future, who knows when the next one will be. But right here, right now, we are on show 156. So you can get the notes at theaudiopodcast.co.uk forward slash show forward slash 156. And then you'll get links to the stories that we're talking about.
0: Indeed so, indeed so. And with that, shall we head straight into the news? Um... I suspect before another audio podcast is recorded, Windows 10 will have arrived uh, it's due July the 29th and I found a great little um, a great keynote presentation from earlier on this uh, well actually maybe even yesterday I think it could well have been um. Um, from A3e um, which is a, um, a conference with a gentleman called Peter Pete Brown who is in charge of embedded systems and mobile tech and that sort of stuff at Windows uh, for Microsoft. And he was presenting on things in Windows which are going to be awesome for audio people. And I thought, well, a couple of cool things. First of all, it's worth a watch. To be honest, the first 20 minutes is all you really need. It does go for an hour, but the first 20 minutes is all you need from a Windows perspective. And he openly admits that they perhaps dropped the ball completely And um, from a Windows point of view since Windows XP. And now this is the refocused, we're going into Windows 10 and we're going to fix, where, you know, audio has become a priority once more for us, which I, I thought was an interesting concession for them to make and definitely one that, I don't know what your experience is, Sam, but I know that I kind of abandoned the Windows platform around XP Service Pack 2 and have at no point ever witnessed the Windows experience that made me think it would be worth considering ever again, to be honest.
1: Well, yeah, from since Windows XP all the way up through to Windows 8, as far as I can tell, to make any audio hardware work you needed, get asio for all basically was the way to make it happen and um, other things would purport to work but that seemed to be the best way and that itself was a little bit you know why can't Microsoft give us an operating system that can handle this yeah
0: so cool cool things in Windows 10 cool things that are gonna exist in Windows 10 first of all FLAC and ALAC which is um, Apple lossless uh, codexes are in the box they're gonna be supported out of the box and they're just gonna work yay welcome to the mid-2000s Things that are more more kind of cool though. Um, There's a new MIDI API which is designed to be multi client, um, which you could consider as being multi application if you wish. So essentially, you'll be able to get MIDI into the box and be able to share that MIDI input stream between multiple inputs. Welcome to the mid 2000s. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a refocusing of the audio stack. Um, Now, this is a really cool, this is a really key one actually, which is to say that what they've decided to do. They're going to refocus the audio stack so developers will be able to prioritize low latency performance rather than battery life. Now, that probably has a lot to do with the transition from desktop to tablet to laptop to desktop to laptop to tablet. That's been accelerating the last couple of years. And you know, the development environment has always pushed battery life. Battery life is the main metric, but Microsoft are now admitting that actually a low latency at the cost of battery life is preferable in many circuits well it's preferable isn't it if you're working in an audio environment and i i'd always suspected that there was some sort of thing happening at a very deep level in the os which fundamentally undermines the the windows performance for real-time audio because you could have a mac running a lot of people know i do a lot of ableton live you could literally have a mac and a windows box of the same spec running both ableton live with the most up-to-date driver from the manufacturer of the same sound card, and the Windows box would just have almost unusable latency, and it really exposed the OS as being the floor. It was like you know people are like, oh, how do I get my Windows box to work properly? It's like, well, buy a Mac. <laughs> so, so it's good that Microsoft have acknowledged that there was actually a deliberate thing, perhaps happening there, to probably, to get the better battery performance at the cost of the audio performance. So I think I think that's that's really cool that there's an explanation as to why that kind of thing's been happening. Um, The other really neat one, which I think is a really really great strategy, is from a developer point of view, you can actually prioritise audio processing onto a physical core on on a computer now, Mm -hmm. and then shift everything else to another environment. So that means that even if whatever processing you're doing or something else on the box is incredibly intense, or demanding a lot of CPU resources, in fact, you can say this core, the audio stream above uh, audio. Just do the audio and deliver it exactly on time. And that's going to be, I'm saying there are downsides to that. You're going to lose processing power for general availability because you're going to sacrifice an entire physical core to, some, to a task, to this one task. And that's also probably going to be part of the battery life issue as well, because previously you would turn off the cores to depower them when you didn't need them. Whereas now you're going to basically have, that core is probably going to be running almost continuously to deliver that real-time audio. So you can kind of see how They've made a couple, there's a couple of strategic decisions perhaps being made in Windows 10, which are really going to be of great benefit to audio in the first instance, but I suspect even the video community is probably going to, you know, the video community is going to find these kind of technologies beneficial. And even kind of game stuff, I'm saying, if Microsoft are going to say, actually, sometimes it's all about performance and we're just going to sacrifice some battery life to get that performance stuff, that's really great. That's going to be a really great opportunity for everybody, I think
1: especially for people who are running on desktops anyway so yeah
0: or or let's face it you know plugged into the mains as you know a lot of laptop users spend a lot of their time doing don't they it's Mm. it's nice to think that we you know we spend our time sitting in coffee shops outside in the mediterranean with our feet dangling in the pool composing incredible tracks in reality (laughs) i've done that never I'm not saying I haven't composed incredible tracks. I'm referencing to the the entire event, mm. no.
1: It's, it's just with it's the feet in the pool, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm holding back on like observations of the latest. go for it. Oh, okay. Just... It's not exactly. It's just operating system thing and the idea of um Windows admitting they've dropped the ball and that they like now playing. Cat- you know, they're now going to set a new bar for being really good, and that uh, today on a Mac Mini that I bought in January running up-to-date software and operating system. I switched it on, logged in and asked for a finder window and then sat and watched the spinny ball spin around for a while. And during this spinning ball period, I thought, you know, I'd expect this from windows and I wouldn't mind. This is, this is what I've come to expect of a windows operating system. You ask for an explorer window and eventually one appears, but it's not what I've come to expect of finder. Uh, So I wonder whether or not mac have you know kind of put on these layers of whatever that's making it slow because they can get away with it because the bar is so low from the competition that's it that's my observation my query my pondering non-audio related but
0: yeah. I, I suspect you're probably right isn't it because there's always been this metric of the uh, you know the hardware always gets we, we've talked about this a few times haven't we you know the hardware always gets faster faster and more and more and more and more capable for the money and the OS is always bloat and bloat and bloat, and the application world bloats and bloats and bloats to reduce the performance back to what it was. Anyway, it's you know there's like that brief period, isn't it? There's in that, that kind of like brief period before you've actually installed anything on the computer where it actually feels slightly faster than it did before, even though you've just spent a thousand pounds and it's three years have passed, and then everything just starts to slow down again a little bit as it you know after you, after you get a couple of weeks into that sort of thing, it's quite a thing.
1: Well, I find yeah. Going from my 10.618 laptop, which is, you know, resigned to a historical object. Um, I, I went even when the Mac Mini was brand new and C just straight away felt like, a, you know, one step forward, two steps back sort of thing. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, well, there you go. Anyway, um, Windows 10 will
0: turn up in July um, and it's due July the 29th. Microsoft are generally pretty solid at delivery dates nowadays. They've had a lot of time to practice this sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> It, I'm I'm sure loads of stuff will come out. Um, the, the advice, um, Sam, if you disagree with me, then feel free, obviously, to complain. Uh, the, the, the advice, I guess, is consistently the same, which is that if you um, earn a living with your computer, then don't be crazy, don't update. Um, there we go. <laughs> that, that, that's where I stood. Um if, if, you, if you don't, then you, I suspect Windows 10 is gonna be a significant improvement on everything that's been before. Um, now that probably has a lot to do with how bad it's been, but nonetheless, I think you know. I think Windows Ten is going to be a recommended update pretty immediately, as long as things actually work. Now, look, you can suspect that Avid may well roll. Well, in, interestingly, there was an Avid representative at this Microsoft keynote. Um, you know, he 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 was in the session, so there might well have been some discussion about how this is actually going to work on release day which would be cool otherwise it could well be that it could take avid a year to roll out support again but you know maybe not pro tools comes much quicker doesn't it so could see a pro tools update to put it in there so i i would recommend you know you probably want to hold off a couple of weeks but if you're a windows 8 user then you know windows 10 is probably going to be a really it's probably going to be a really big positive actually so you know there you go. So I'm going out. Windows 10 is going to be good. You're going to want to update to it as soon as your software does. It's going to just be so much better than what's currently there for the Windows users. For Mac users, you're probably not going to buy a Windows box. <laughs> well, you're just not, are you? Use.
1: Yeah, no, it might be so awesome that people start switching. You never know.
0: You never <laughs> That'd be amazing. There you go. I like that idea. Shall we move on? Unless you yes, guys More
1: new it? software, new releases um sort of stuff that has been released not is going to be um audio no audacity what we're talking about here audacity 2.1.1 is here hurrah
0: hurrah hurrah um audacity the uh, editor which everybody kind of um well I don't I don't know like we, H- we speak about quite negatively and it's <laughs> awesome we love it <laughs> and we just love it. Yeah. So uh, two point two point one point one. it's awesome. Like returning to features that you might have expected existed in the 2000s. Um, it now features live scrubbing and seeking, and you can also play backwards. How cool is that? Also, if you install a plugin on your computer, you don't need to restart <laughs> to use it. That's that's a pretty awesome feature as well.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Uh, that, that's pretty cool. There. And there's also preset support into, um, into effects processing as well. That's cool. It it, it works on Mac, Linux, and Windows, and it's free, as in speech and beer. Awesome. There we go. We're big fans of Audacity, aren't we?
1: Yes, because sometimes you just need an audio editor to edit audio. Yeah.
0: Sometimes that's all you need.
1: There we go. (laughs) There we go. Let's go. Talking about
0: loads of new software. Here's a new piece of hardware, Sam arriving right now and about to make a
1: splash? Um, yes, Roly have, have now already, the news has been gone in the time there. Their Seaboard Grand is available in the shops. There are 12 stores across the UK that now have the hardware there to try and buy. So they've been available to buy online for quite a while, but now you can go and hands-on, twiddly, multi-touchy bend, all of the things. Polyphonic bending and... Squidging around your keyboard. There you go. Adjectives for you. Cool.
0: Um. You can. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. It's well. I know that Rolly had a list of places they were actually going to have seaboard grands at that you could go and check out and have a play, didn't they? And so you can certainly find that on the Rolly site. If not on the link, I, I haven't checked some to be honest. I was like, hey, I know what the Rolly. I know what the seaboard grand is. Sam's Sam knows what Yeah. The, is. the
1: link. The link from the show notes takes you to. um the Rolly blog and it lists the twelve stores that are there. Draw me to, shall I cite the cities? Are, are they around the UK? They, they yeah they cover the UK from yeah from Glasgow to the South Coast.
0: Oh, excellent. There we go. There. Yeah. There's one near you then. Probably. Probably ish. Hey, excellent stuff. There we go. So good work. We're, we're big. Well. Um, I guess we uh, we know some of the Rolly team actually, don't we? So, or perhaps Sam doesn't know. He knows some of the Rolly team, but he does oh, know some of the Rolly team. Yeah. yeah. So the you know, we I mean, as the audio podcast, we are fans of Rolly. We're fans of their software development, and we're fans of their hardware. There we go. That's what we are. That's how it is. Um, sometimes in the audio podcast, we report on stories that turn out to be not quite accurate or not quite true, and um, there are various inaccuracies sometime in our commentary here, which we know our listeners love the humorous situations that come about from those things. Um, I was momentarily terrified, this is the longest intro ever to a story. I was momentarily terrified that we would actually perhaps even have to go as far this time as saying, you know what, we um, we, we were terribly off the mark with the story. But um, it turns out that's not the case. <laughs> Introduction over. Um, if last time on the audio podcast we had great delight discussing beats, because obviously we love talking about headphones and beats are the epitome of a certain kind of headphone. And, um, but that was very diplomatic kind yeah. of headphone. And, um, we enjoyed a bolt teardown of a set of beat headphones and the utter ridiculousness of it all. In that they'd even, he, he suggested they'd gone as far as adding random things just to make them feel heavier because really they were just a piece of incredibly lightweight, cheap plastic. It turns out that they were actually fake Beats headphones.
1: So you mean that they spent all that money on a pair of headphones and it wasn't even what they said they were going to be? Shocking. Shocking.
0: So at this point I was worried we would have to make a retraction and it would turn out that Beats were actually an incredibly well-made product and all of those that were coming. You see, now that was what my concern was. However, it transpires that a retraction is probably not necessary because once you get a proper pair of the headphones and tear them down they're essentially the same thing.
1: Now, the cynic in me is immediately saying that the people who wrote the original story, the people at Bolt, well, it's it's Bolt blog on medium.com, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. If I was doing this particular teardown and going to go through all this effort, I would probably go out my way to buy a pair of counterfeit ones and then do the thing side <laughs> by side and then stagger the release of the information so that people like us talk about it twice. And also to exaggerate that not only are you being ripped off you're being ripped off ripped I like that
0: so there are a couple of changes Um, one of them actually in the most important element which is to say that the legitimate beats have a different diaphragm, have a different driver with a slightly different diaphragm material than the clones Um, so that's actually a really important thing isn't it let's face it in a pair of headphones, you're actually paying for something that holds two loudspeaker drivers against your head. Um, so, so it is the most important element. Though it turns out that the difference in cost was actually minimal between so well, one was slightly expensive and one was slightly cheaper. So, there we go. So, so there is that kind of bit there. Anyway, I've put the link in so you can go see the teardown of the new one of, of the legitimate pair and the illegitimate counterfeit pair, and then you can decide. Um, there you go. There we go. I guess that's what it is. Well, what amazes me about Beats headphones actually is that the counterfeit ones are actually incredibly expensive as well.
1: But that's you know, isn't that a isn't that indicative of the fact that these are like fashion items?
0: Yeah, probably. You know, so unless you've paid a lot of money for it, then you don't feel as if you've you know, I don't know, you just don't feel as if you've done something. And then, there you go. I was, you know, a bit of me was like, "Hey, it'd be funny if the moral of the story is if you can find a cheap pair of counterfeits, you might as well buy them." But it turns out there is maybe a slight difference in quality between them. But as a cheap set of counterfeits are actually almost as expensive as a proper pair, you might as well buy a proper pair. That seems that's the end of that story. Or, of course, you could actually consider buying another pair of headphones if you wished. That might be better. What do you think, Sam?
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, scrolling through the story, laughing at little bits of it, but. Yeah. yeah, sorry. You know I,
0: mean? yeah. I, I think the odds of Beats ever uh, I think the odds of Beats ever choosing to sponsor the audio podcast and the Apple obviously ever sponsoring the audio podcast, the chances of that happening are so slim to absolutely zero that we don't really need to worry about it <laughs> I think it's true it? I'm saying there's no way you can listen to an audio podcast and think that we were big fans of any of those things so there we go Anyway, with that we've made it to the end of the news I believe unless you have late, late news Nope
1: Nope, the news is all in there. That's done. All done.
0: Cool. Shall we? Shall we ponder on with into the plunder? Arg. In a Arrgh. group.
1: Plunder. Um.
0: Where do you want to start? You pick a story.
1: Pick a story. I'm going to go with uh, if, it, non-order. The word that I have seen before. Um, cool. This is plunder that's been on the potential plunder for a while. <gasps> it I know. Special plunder. plunder. You can like. You can stash it and. But anyway, you can. Pl- <laughs> what you're alluding to there is no the fact that the, the, sh- the, the, the <laughs> website
0: has material that doesn't always make it into a show is what you're alluding to there so it's the reason why people might check out
1: the, the, the actual website yeah the audio you know, check it out don't expect to find out what's going on by the mailing list but you should sign up just in case we ever do use it
0: That's that's very true. So I'm assuming that I I get a lot of emails all the time actually from people about this topic and something that I'm personally fascinated in as well, which was I'm I'm really keen to learn more about the history of electronic music in Berlin from 1969 to 1980. Is there anything you could suggest to me about that?
1: Well, as it happens, Zed Sounds has an interesting post on just that subject. Hooray! Ah oh, dear. Um, yep, so blog.z, z, z, z sounds, z sounds. um yep. Um, this is going back not that long ago, it was, probably, it was published this year, and it goes through and talks about various things you might expect and a few things you might not expect of electronic music going on in what is known as the Berlin School. Cool. Awesome. They go.
0: It's worth. It's worth a history. It well. It's worth a read. I would definitely recommend. I it's worth a read. I know that I really enjoyed reading it when I read it on June the twentieth, which unfortunately is a is a now a month ago, which is why I don't so immediately jumping, jumping to my mind here though as well.
1: But it features one of the, an interactive timeline slidey left right thing that we've probably that's yeah. Oh, we love most. those. We always love those. Yeah. yeah, so you can see the stories in relation to each other, and you can move around, yeah. and yep, yeah, lots of. Tundry and Dream in there and cool stuff. Awesome. I like it a lot. That's cool. All right, then there we go. So that's a bit of
0: a documentary you could watch. Um, let's take a different one here Um I'm going to jump to the Gizmodo one, which was the one we said we might not do cause I feel like we're going to do all of them. So I'm going to take the Gizmodo one if that's okay for it. Next one. Okay. I thought this was kind of fun. So I'm kind of into the history of stuff at times and I, I love the way that stuff developed. And this is a great story from, well, it's an article from Gizmodo though. The better article is actually from obsolete media. Um, but you can get the notes as always. The, sh- the links off our show notes. And what they found is a West German invention called the Tefion from the nineteen fifties. And what it does is it uses a plastic loop, like a, a plastic kind of material loop, as the sound as the as the as the material for the sound wave to be recorded on to be uh, placed on, which you then play back. Does that make in, sense?
1: In what way does the sound get placed on? Is this magnetic or?
0: I think it's just grooved in, actually, like you would like um, like a record deck. Mm-hmm. Well, makes it, but it kind of looks like a tape. It interacts like like a tape tape media, like kind of tape media does. So sort of like I thought that was it, it's a cool. Well, the first thing I thought was awesome was that I kind of knew there was a that there is this narrative, isn't there, of the of Germany has tape in the Second World War and then tape kind definitely exists after that but kind of disappears a bit and we end up doing lots of rec- doing lots of vinyl and records in you know in the west shall we say just use those divisional lines momentarily in the west we end up focusing on records and stuff like that and then eventually you discover there's more and more tape stuff happening and then the tapes kind of come out of the computing industry in america eventually and then tape eight track happens and then compact cassette and all that sort of you know the big tape reel-reel and all that stuff sort of happens and it was interesting to discover that there was actually there was actually a kind of medium which looks a lot more like tape around in this uh, kind of the 1950s in west germany was quite interesting i think there's a history of tape based on east germany and the kind of soviet states which is yet to be really explored and found actually i've thought this for a while but
1: well because when we say tape we you know we refer to magnetic tape because that's what we're familiar with which is you know well, at first paper and then plastic coated in ferrous yeah. material and then magnetic flux encoded but what you're looking at here is it is a tape medium but it is engraved with a stylus and red back for a stylus so it's both yeah. stylus and tape that's brilliant it's cool isn't it
0: i thought you'd like that I, yeah. th- I think our listeners will love it as well that's one of our big finds of the year for me right now i've been i've been so happy <laughs> about that there you go as you find that so our final our final piece of plunder then if that's okay Yes, so yes,
1: this is <laughs> um, 17 things that prove that sound quality doesn't matter.
0: Hooray! <laughs> How great is that? I thought that was a great article. Uh, so, the, the great feat, this is from Digital Music News, who are just brilliant at writing these kind of articles. So obviously, it's a little bit of a kind of clickbait and all that sort of stuff. And it is literally just a list of things. But I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. Um, and to be honest, actually, I think it offers some key reflections on the state of the industry and the prioritization of things within the industry. So, it... To support their argument that sound quality doesn't matter, they offer these kind of observations. So things that are popular: YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, MP3, white earbuds, FM radio, Pandora, and Beats headphones. Those things are popular. Those things are indeed popular, and you know the suggestion is they're not particularly great. And things that aren't popular: iTunes Plus, Tidal, high-end stereo systems, and expensive speakers. Fair enough. Fair enough. yeah. So. People wanting high-quality playback, not really. Things that aren't as aren't as popular as people say they are. Vinyl. Um, <laughs>
1: Everyone likes to talk about it, but
0: but but nobody really likes it. i i um, I'll try and find it for next time. But there's a great New Yorker um, cartoon just a couple of weeks ago, which has a picture of a guy saying, and he's like standing behind beside this huge collection of vinyl in the cartoon, and he's saying something like, "Oh, I really love vinyl for its uh, for its impracticality and uh, size," or something like this. Is his uh, you know kind of. Yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, things that are dead, and th- this is a little bit controversial at the end here. Um, uh, well, it says SD audio, I suspect they mean SA audio actually. Um, DVD audio, because you know there was the um, SA mm-hmm. audio format, SACD for- format. DVD audio, quadraphonic sound, I'm not sure that's a quality question in any way whatsoever there. And Pono, which I should stress isn't dead, it does exist and it does still function. And everybody who has one is surprisingly happy actually.
1: However, they fall in the category of people who also have high-end stereo systems and, you know, although it's their instance thing, it's not necessarily popular in the mass consumption sense of the word.
0: So what I think is really hysterical here is that I suspect the number of people who own a Pono and also pay for a title subscription, I, I, I suspect that that number is zero. <laughs> I think it will be zero. I'm not I'm not going out there on a limb. I, I'm fairly certain that is actually zero. So if you so the I, I
1: exception of people who are paid to review such things may have like I don't know. So if, if mm. you've bought
0: Pono if you've bought a Pono and you also subscribe to Tidal, I'd really love it if you would like if you would contact us, because I think you're a, you're a unique individual. So we'd love you know, I mean you'd be a great guest onto the audio podcast if you have both of those things. So let's start like that as well. There we go. High hopes, high hopes, <laughs> high hopes. There we go. So there, there's uh, 17 things that prove that sound quality does matter, according to Digital Music News. You may take from them what you wish. Obviously, we're in the plunder. So hey, you know, people know something a little bit weird at times in the plunder. That's just how things are. There you go. Cool. Cool.
1: Any any other thoughts on that? There, Sam. Um, <laughs> just just the Pono things that they're not dead, not dead really. You know. Just, yeah. yeah. At one point, that because of the long gaps, this, this is this item that it did feature in the news section of the website for a short while. I thought that the is Pono Dead feat would, would be the, the the talking point, but we it's dealt Pono with that. <laughs> so. I thought it did pretty well, for you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talked about Pono recently, didn't we? As well, and we also had a link to Neil Young on triangulation on the Twitter network, where he was talking about Pono as well. So, yep. I mean this. There's lots of, cool, lots of cool, things about that, isn't there? You know, it's
1: kind of, I still like that. God. There we are. There we are. I think we kind of like. I think we kind of like Pono, don't we? Do we like it? Dude, I'm making more kind of like cross, cross combinations of things on this list of 17 items, and wondering how many Pono users have Beats headphones plugged into it. That that would be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. The problem with Pono is really simple, isn't it? Like, I
0: I can. If Neil Young or any other of the Pono development team are listening, I, I can I can tell you what your problem is right now. I'll use a visual aid to assist me here. Here's a mug.
1: I'm going to switch so I can see you. Okay.
0: All right. Oh, sorry. My mug is endorsed, actually. Wait a minute. Let me switch. I'll switch to my uh, pint glass here. So here's my pint tankard that I'm, that I'm going to be using right now. You'll notice that it's very big here, and it has this thing sticking out of it, and there's no way I can put this in my pocket. Yeah? <laughs> it's not, like, it, I can't put that in my pocket, okay? just no chance I can put that in my pocket. And that turns out to be what I want to do with my MP3 player. So it's okay that I can't put this glass in my pocket, but if you're a, a music-playing device, needs to fit in the pocket. That's the important metric. There you go. So, so. I just want to help for Pono version 2. That's free advice. Free advice from Scott, <laughs> there. There we go. Well, we've made it to the end of the show, I think. Have we not, Sam? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah, we'd say so. So, so if you have a Pono and you subscribe to Tidal, and you have a pair of Beats headphones, then we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to email us at show at the audio podcast.co.uk. If you enjoy the show, then subscribe. Why not? You can find us on most things, can't you, I think? There's one thing you can't find us on, though, isn't there? And it was, like, the new
1: one that just, oh, yeah. But we're on iTunes and... Um, yeah. G-Podder, Stitcher, Stitcher G-Podder, yeah. Everything. just the newest
0: one that we're not on, isn't it? That's because I didn't like their contract thing. Um, uh, Spotify, mate. No, not Spotify. Oh,
1: I don't remember. Yeah, you're right. That we're not on Spotify.
0: So yeah, we're not. On, yeah, it. that's it. Yeah, we're not on Spotify. I didn't like. There was something I didn't like about their contract. So I didn't didn't agree to. It. I don't remember what it was. But I <laughs> it. You. So he didn't put that one in there. But anyway, there we go. If you want, you can find us at the audio podcast. Yeah, of, you, you know, Twitter, Google Plus, anything like that as well. And um, the erratic summer service will continue. I think is the best way to describe it. Yep. Yeah. It, it will do. We, you know. There will be another show in the future. This isn't the end, but you know what I mean? It, I won't be here next week, so that will leave Sam and Adam to sort it out. And I'm not saying anything, but you guys are a little bit inconsistent when it comes to the, you know.
1: It has been known. We have done we have done this, but I know you have. No you have, but... there we go.
0: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. There you go. Well anyway, I've been Scott here.
1: I am and will continue to be Samuel Freeman.
0: Nicely done. And this was the audio podcast show 156, Solo Sun PFL.
1: Bye. Bye.